We have Joe Burrow versus Justin Herbert for the first time on Sunday. The Chargers trying to take down the Red Hot Bengals, and we have a way that they can do it. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade. Joins always my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And we are two writers who've been covering the Chargers for over five seasons. We got started doing our own Facebook Live show, Chargers Domination Live. And now this is our fourth season as a host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. And now, Dave, we're getting back to that, you know, video element again, which has been fun. If you haven't already, make sure to go subscribe to the new Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel. We really love doing that for you guys. And of course, you can always follow wherever you get your podcast from. But thank you guys for making us your first listen as we have a monumental matchup coming up this weekend, Chargers versus Bengals. And this is a really tough matchup, David. I mean, there's no way around it. You have a top 10 scoring offense and a top 10 scoring defense, and you're going on the road to trying to win this game. So we have to start with our keys for success. We'll get into the defensive side of things, really focusing around trying to take something away from a very powerful Bengals offense, and then also get into the Chargers offense and Justin Herbert can they play well against a good defense right and might not be the funnest prediction show today but hey you know maybe somebody will surprise you but let's get started with our defensive side of things here David and I think it starts with stopping Joe Mixon just because the Chargers obviously the worst rush defense in the league so far I talked about this in my keys for victory video I recorded earlier today and it's just like you have to do something it's not like you want to let you know have Joe Burrow beat you like you wanted with maybe a Jalen Hurts or a Teddy Bridgewater make him beat you with your arm. But, like, you have to take something away. And when defensive has been trying to, you know, take away the dangerous weapons they have in the passing game, like the Tyler Boyds and the T. Higgins and the Jamar Chase, you know, Ricky Phenom over there, you have to try to do something. So, for the Chargers, hopefully they can get Limbaugh Joseph back. And we'll talk about that later when we get to the injury report and obviously him hopefully coming off of the COVID list. But I think it has to be centered around that, David, slowing down Joe Mixon, doing enough in that part of the game. There's no question about it. I mean, the last several games for the Bengals, the offense has ran through Joe Mixon, 350 plus yards. The guy has been going crazy. And, you know, he's had a great year as well. 924 yeah. rushing yards, 11 touchdowns, 694 yards after contact. This guy is hard to bring down. He's a very patient runner. He will wait for those holes to open up. Uh, he has 21 runs of 10 plus yards this season. So the guy is, ex is very explosive and he does a lot of his work behind the left and right tackle behind left tackle. He's running at five yards per carry behind the right tackle, 4.1 yards per carry. So that's where you're going to see him have a lot of success. I mean, on the, on the crossover episode, they said, Hey, you know, they really, he really loves to run that zone because he's very patient and he can pick the hole and go. That's definitely what I saw on film as well. The physicality in this game has to be ratcheted up to a, a, a 11. It absolutely has to. I don't care if there's a little bit of over-pursuit in this game. If you're running to run through the ball carrier, that's what I want. That's the type of effort that I want to see against Joe Mixon because that's going to be required if you're going to control this Bengals rushing attack. Yeah, and I mean, I wouldn't say over-pursuit, but I do think the one thing that you can always control is your effort, right? And I yeah. think what we saw last week, was something we saw some flashbacks from 2020 guys getting into the end zone easily and some really yeah. poor tackling attempts, but more than poor tackling attempts, guys not rallying to the football. 
the first guy hitting and the other guys assuming that guy made the tackle. There's going to be no room for that in this game. I mean, the Chargers are going to have to group tackle, and I think they're going to have to cause some chaos, right, in the running game. You have to muck things up a little bit. You have to try to slow them down. You can't let them try to push you around, right? You have to kind of make some chaos in the backfield while still trying to stay disciplined, staying back for that cutback lane because he loves cutting back, especially on those zone plays, right, and keeping contained most of all because that's the thing. If you're running behind those tackles, if you get to the outside, he's such a dangerous guy going up against corners in defensive yes. backs. Like, and you don't want the Chargers corners trying to tackle this guy out there. So keeping contain is going to be absolutely huge for the Chargers. And I think the other thing is, as much as it's about Joe Mixon, I mean, it, you have to stop Joe Burrow too, right? And you have to do some things that have caused him some trouble so far this year. And you can get him down. He will hold the ball too long at times and take some sacks. The offensive line is very banged up for this game. And even their starters have given up a decent amount of sacks so far this year already, 30 of them to be exact in the 11 games. But I think another big thing, David, is we want to see more Joey Bosa rushing on the interior because we heard from the Lockdown Bengals podcast, that's where this is soft. They're, they're going to have soft spots on the offensive line. There's going to be opportunities for guys. But Joey Bosa being in there, getting pushed in the pocket, makes quarterbacks have to decide things much quicker than when he's going around the outside. So I think they have to get him down, and that's their best opportunity to do it. Yeah, especially on in those third and long situations. The Chargers have been way too passive in those third and longs, those third and seven and plus type of situations. I want them to be ultra aggressive in those situations, like really, really come after the quarterback. I mean, if, if they convert, uh, you know, and you're you're sending everybody, you're you're getting pressure in, in his face. That's going to have a residual effect throughout the game. If you hit him. Every single opportunity you get to hit him, that's going to change his approach. When he's kept clean, he's complete, completing 74.5% of his passes, 8.8 yards per attempt. Under pressure, 51.3% completion percentage. It is a monumental difference. So I want to see them really unveil some more of those NASCAR packages, right? I want them to, to get the Kyler Fackrell, get the Chris Rump, get the Joey Bosa, even send Derwin James. I want to send all of those guys at one time, like really create chaos and really make Joe Burrow make quick decisions. He is good under the blitz, but really come after him and make those third and long situations as stressful to complete and convert as possible. Yeah, I mean, Derwin James looked really nice brushing on the same side as Joey Bosa last week when he absolutely lit up Teddy Bridgewater and actually, you know, injured him. He hit him so hard on that play. And I think that also comes from doing enough in the running game, right? Like I know they're going to get five or six yards per carry, they all want a lot of carries in this game. But if you can get those negative one, negative two yard rushes, if you can get some stops at the line, get them in obvious pass protection you know, spots, that's when you're going to be able to put those NASCAR packages on the field. But this feels like a game going up against a really well-rounded team, David, where the Chargers are also going to have some things have to break their way and they're going to have to kind of control their own destiny a little bit and not totally rely on the Chargers offense. And I think the way they can do that and go hand in hand right and play synchronized football is getting some turnovers and the Chargers just haven't yes. done enough of that recently I mean they have you know a decent middle of the pack as far as total turnovers this year but it's really slowed down for them lately and I think that's what showed a lot of the flaws obviously Derwin James highlight pick last week but only two turnovers in the last four games I mean it's just not going to cut it enough. and in a game like this where you're going up against a really good team you're going to need something like that you're going to need to change the game like Derwin did last week when he kept the Chargers in it and gave them new life you're going to need more of that going up against a really good team to secure a win this weekend. 
Absolutely. You need to get uh, as many extra possessions as you yeah. possibly can, and you need to take advantage of those extra possessions when you get them. You can't get an interception or get a forced fumble and then get a three and out. You just can't do that. You have to play complementary football, take advantage of, of those opportunities, and there will be opportunities. Joe Burrow throws the ball, the deep ball, more yeah. than pretty much any quarterback in the league, and he hasn't really had that much success. So, I mean, the Chargers, when they're in those situations, they need to be ready to pick the ball off. Uh, one thing we, we can't get out of this segment without saying you have to locate Jamar Chase. You have to make sure you know where he is at all times. This dude has 50 catches on 79 targets, 906 yards, and he's getting 18 yards per catch. He is a big play machine. Six drops on the season, so he has had a little bit of the drop issue, uh, but he's also forced 15 missed tackles a, as well. The guy's very elusive, very, very fast, pretty decent hands. Obviously, I, you know, I've documented a couple issues with that, but also don't sleep on Boyd or Higgins either. Both those guys have 60-plus targets and 26 first downs for Higgins, 24 first downs for Boyd. So they're going to go to those guys a lot, uh, so you, you can't sleep on them, but you have to make sure and you know where – Jamar Chase is at all times. He's the big weapon on this offense. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the reason you have to hope for some success against Joe Mixon, just because, like, they have so many talented receivers as well. So you can't really give them both. Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase. Pull your belt check. Take something away. Yeah, well, and I mean, you're just going to have to get better play from Chris Harris Jr., Tavon Campbell, and Michael Davis, because Asante Samuel Jr. still hasn't practiced, and he's been your best corner. So those guys are going to have to have the game of their lives. They're going to have to have, you know, bounce back games kind of across the board against this receiving trio. The Chargers can get them into those third down situations. But really, the offense is going to have to come through in this game. I expect the Bengals to move the ball. I expect the Bengals to put up points. The Chargers offense is not going to have to only keep up, right? They're going to have to be the driving force in a victory this week against a good, solid Bengals team. So we had to get into our keys for success on the offensive side of things. But first, I need to tell you guys this episode is brought to you by Boost Mobile. You listen to podcasts for the power of knowledge. When you switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money, you guys can get the power of a free 5G phone so you can listen to all of the latest episodes. And there's nothing worse than having to you know, buffer your podcast as you're driving to work or anything like that. So get the power of three unlimited data lines for $30 a month per line so you and your family can harness all of that brain power too. And the power of America's fi- largest 5G network so you can do it all at the speed of 5G. With all that money you guys are saving and the knowledge that you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to America's largest 5G network. More power to save. Boost Mobile. Free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers and coverages not available everywhere. For all phones and networks, see BoostMobile.com for details. All right, David, well, it's time to get in the offensive side of things and... The Chargers are going to have to play well offensively to win this game. You're going up against a team that can score some points in the Chargers, you know, as far as like their DVOA defensively, yards per drive given up, points per drive given up. They've been one of the worst teams in the NFL, and it's taken away from the offensive opportunities. But the Chargers are going to have to take advantage of the offensive opportunities and drives that they have. They can't get off to a slow start, David. They just can't. They started last week with four drives where they ended up with nothing and a turnover on downs. It has to be better going up against the Bengals this week. Muted. <laughs> it was a great key. It is a great key, and I'm still going to make my point here. It's very, very important for the Chargers to get off to a great start. I've said that multiple times this week, but now the numbers back it up. The Chargers have only lost one time this season when they've scored a Ooh. touchdown on their first drive. It is 
of paramount importance that they get off to a good start because when they get in that good rhythm and they get that nice long touchdown drive to start things off, I think everyone loosens up a little bit. They they're engaged in the game and they go out there and they have a successful performance more often than not. So you have to score and score early. And I knew it was going to be a good take even before you let it down, just because even when I couldn't hear you and the YouTube, you know, non-YouTube people are missing out on this, I could see how emphatic you were. And I knew something good was coming out. So it lived up to the hype. And I think a part of that is just staying out of your own way and going up against a team like this. You can't have any unforced errors, right? That means mm-hmm. no drops. You have to limit the penalties and you can't have turnovers, putting your defense in an even more precarious position going up against a good offense. And that's been such a plague for the Chargers offense so far this year, just getting in their own way with the drops, with the turnovers, with the penalties. You can't have that in this game. Like you're going to have to play such yeah. a disciplined game offensively. Justin has to protect the ball. That's another thing yeah. that, that's kind of synonymous. When he doesn't throw interceptions, the Chargers win. So he, if he protects the ball, really takes what they're giving him. And, and you know, hey, if it's not there, run. I mean, we've seen you do it at a high level. Do not go away from that aspect of your game because that helps the offense stay on the field and be more productive. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I mean, Justin Herbert has to play better in this game than he did last week. And the Chargers, you know, as much as, you know, the air yards attempt are down, they are trying to take some shots. But the way they're doing it, I think they're just going about it all wrong. I mean, they're only having a few guys run routes in the concept. So he's only given a couple of options. And you're keeping in guys like Donald Parham at tight end to go one-on-one with a defensive player and then have him hold up so you can set up that deep shot. It's just not working. So, yeah, I mean, you're going to have to take what the defense gives you, right? I think you can help slow down the pass rush maybe with some screen plays, get Justin Herbert going, giving some easy completions. And I think the other thing too, David, is get them going horizontally too. I mean, on the best times we've seen from the Chargers this season, it's, okay, bootleg this way, we're rolling back to the left, we're misdirecting, we're getting the defense going side to side so they're not going vertically and getting into the lap of Justin Herbert. When Brandon Staley said, hey, I want to stress the defenses out on the offensive side, that was the vision that I had in my head. And that's what, when they did go out there and execute it that way, that's when the Chargers offense was at its best because the defense was having to really figure out where the offense was going, where Justin Herbert was rolling out to, and they had to account for him as well as the receivers and the running back. So that's when the Chargers offense is at its best. And when you are getting them moving around horizontally, Find Logan Wilson, the linebacker, in coverage. Anytime he is in a one-on-one situation, you want to exploit that matchup. Yes, he has four interceptions, and you're going to be like, why are you going to go after a guy who has four INTs? All of those came early on in the year. He hasn't had a single interception in six games. He's given up 46 of 56. That's 82% for 509 yards, and 301 of those yards are after contact. So, Stress him out, make him run, make him cover Austin Eckler out in space, and great things are going to happen for the offense. Well, yeah, and I think that another place where you can attack that as well is with your tight ends, too. Yes. Right? And I think that's the thing is when we've also seen some really good games, even when the receivers aren't having their best games, there's big games for Jared Cook and Donald Parham and Steven Anderson. I'd like to see more of Steven Anderson because – when you have Donald Parham out there, I mean, he can't really pass protect. If you're going to have him out there at the end of the line of scrimmage, you might as well just send him out for a route, and hopefully he can space things out for you at least, right? You Use your tight ends the way they're supposed to be used. You have Trey Absolutely. McKitty you brought in to be a blocker. You have Steven Anderson who is also a blocker but also is a, a good pass catcher, and they've used him to set up plays. Use Donald Parham, the walking sky, skyscraper, in passing situations. Yeah. He has an enormous catch radius. 
Like, use your tight ends the way that they are supposed to be used. Yeah, and I mean, recently, the Bengals have been much worse against the tight end. So that is something the Chargers should definitely check in on because tight ends are averaging a touchdown, six catches, and 81 yards against the Bengals over the last three games. So that has been a place where teams have had a lot of success. Austin Eckler doesn't really need anything extra except for just to catch the ball, right? And he can kind of make things work for him. And I, I'm not going to sit here and hold my breath that an RB2 is going to step up and go come through for the Chargers. I mean, Austin Eckler, unfortunately, is going to have to be on the field even more than he was last week, right? And you can't even have yeah. as much of the other guys, Bradwell or Josh Kelly out there. It sucks, but I mean, he obviously gives them the best chance to win. And I think you just need better executions when you are trying to set up the deep shots. Because if you start going close, you know, you keep throwing short and taking what the defense gives you. You have to be careful if you're Justin Herbert because they have some corners that will undercut routes. And we've seen that. And you have to be careful on those this year because they are going to start jumping on the short stuff. But if you can actually execute those deep shots better, you've had some guys. And Justin Herbert has to pull the trigger. I mean, there were some openings. He didn't anticipate well last week where he had chances to rip it down the seam to Jared Cook. He had some chances down the field that he did not take. He has to be able to throw it too, but it starts with him having that clean pocket, getting just enough so where he can get back to the back of his drop and let it go. And if they can do that, I think they could find those deep shots they've been missing a little bit, at least a couple, right? And if not even that, give Mike Williams a couple shots, David, and just see what happens because, I mean, I definitely would like that matchup against these corners. Absolutely. It hasn't happened enough. I mean, Mike Williams has shown throughout his career that when you throw the ball up to him, literally 90% of the time, he's going to go up and get the ball. Like that's what his, like one of his main skill sets that before anything else, you know, when you picked him seventh overall, you knew in college and in his pro career that he's a guy that can go up and get the ball when you need him to go do it the most. So give him opportunities to do that. Also get him involved in the game plan early too. I think when Mike Williams gets a couple catches early on in the game, that really helps loosen him up and warm him up and get him engaged in the game. And then good things happen for him, but you have to run the football as well because you have to try to possess the ball. I mean, you really want to keep that Joe Burrow and Joe Mixon offense on the sideline and where you want to run the football is behind Rashawn Slater and Corey Lindsley. When you run behind Rashawn Slater, you're you're getting 6.6 yards per carry. It is insane. The dude is an absolute animal. No matter what you ask him to do, run blocking, pass blocking, run behind him for sure. And Corey Lindsley, the center, your big ticket guy, the guy who by all accounts is having a phenomenal year, the guy you paid a lot of money to, 5.7 yards per carry running behind Corey Lindsley. Those are the two guys you want to run the football behind. That's going to help you stay on the field and and really try to get some productive yards. And if you're able to do that, then maybe you can start giving some carries to a Darius Bradwell or to a Justin Jackson because it's really hard to get into a rhythm as, a, as an offensive player and especially a running back when you get one or two carries. Like It's just hard to do that. So I really would like to have them be able to run the ball more effectively and be able to give some of those guys some more opportunities to really get into a good rhythm. Well, in the last two games the Chargers have lost, they've averaged only 77 rushing yards in those games. And then one that they won, they had about a buck 60 against the Steelers. So that is a big part of it. And just you know taking a little bit off of Justin Herbert's plate, but the secret sauce in between those two dudes you mentioned is Matt Filer. I mean, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the same run into that left side when it was Senio Kelamete in the mix, right? And that'll be another thing is not having him on the field is another key for success. But like, catch the goddamn ball! Like, you can't do that stupid stuff this week. Have one game where you don't, if you don't catch if you don't 
drop any passes or turn the ball over, it's hard for me to imagine they don't win this game, right? Yeah. But Matt Filer is going to be a huge part of that because if he can play, he really will solidify that left side, and he's just been so good for them. But we have to get into him and some injuries on the Bengals side of things as well as what are we going to do about the Limbaugh Joseph situation at this point? Because now it's starting to get a little bit uncomfortable. And we're getting into that and our final game main bowl predictions coming up after this. First, I need to tell you guys about the best protein bar on the planet. Of course, I'm talking about Built Bars. So right now, guys, it's the holiday season. So grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar. Built Bar, Built bar is filled with so much holiday goodness with rich and decadent flavors covered in chocolate. And they're all amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat with high protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. And I mean, that's just such a you know hard thing to come across. You don't find you know broccoli that tastes like candy, right? So to have something that tastes great and also fits on your diet is like seriously a game changer, especially when you have so many flavors to choose from. I mean, I love so many of the Built Bar flavors, but I'm definitely you know going to go out there on the ledge with the ones I like the most, and I'll fight anyone to the death if they have a problem with that. I'm a cookies and cream guy. I'm a peanut butter brownie guy, but there's so many great bars to choose from and built bar just gives you that extra feel that you guys need to bust in those mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers when you guys are going out to get your christmas or holiday presents for you guys this year and you know it also is a great holiday treat because you can dip your built bar into a piping hot cup of hot chocolate let it melt a little and give your beverage a little bit of that built bar flavor and we can even save you guys some money right now and everybody's trying to save money around the holidays if you guys go to built.com you can use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order at Built.com, the best protein bar in the world. I also need to tell you guys about the official betting sponsor of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, and that's BetOnline.ag. BetOnline has you guys covered on all the season's props, odds, and lines better than ever before. As football season continues the march to the playoffs, BetOnline remains your number one spot for all sports action this season, and all sports are better when you have action on it. So make sure you guys head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and you guys can receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code locked on that's promo code locked on all caps one word for some free money to play with there's a reason why playing with house money is so much fun so bet a little win a lot at betonline.ag from basketball football nhl boxing and ufc right to your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers they have available for the 2021 season bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action bet online where the game starts all right, David, well, time to wrap things up here. And I know we're not feeling great about this matchup. I mean, this is a better team than the Chargers played easily than last week, right, against the Broncos. So it's it's hard to have a ton of faith. And I think part of that is just the uncertainty, and that's where the injury report comes into things. And a lot of guys on the Bengals' injury report that aren't practicing, right? That's yeah something the Chargers are very used to. But the specific names we're unsure about for the Chargers are really, really big, important game-changing guys and it's focusing for me around three guys it's Limbaugh Joseph potentially coming back from the COVID list so yesterday right or Thursday Limbaugh Joseph had the chance to come back from the COVID list it was the mandatory 10 days he could have came back and gotten activated but he didn't so that's you know we went into this week thinking he would probably be back because he usually you know you go the 10 days you can come back he'd be such an important part and I think it's hard because at this point, David, he hasn't practiced all week, right? And that's right. the thing. So are they willing to put him out there even though he hasn't been able to go through practice? Or does he get that veteran kind of, all right, you're one of those guys that we don't need to see you line up or get first team reps to go out there and try to give us something, even if it's just on a rotational level? Yeah, I definitely think that's more of the case here with Linval Joseph, a guy who's literally been in the league over 10 years. I mean, 
this is a guy like Brandon Staley says, I, I don't need to evaluate you. I, I've seen, I know who you are. I know what you bring to the table. You know what you're doing. You're, you're a pro. Uh, if anyone is going to get the benefit of the doubt, it is for sure Linval Joseph. Yeah. And even the game that he didn't play two games ago, right. That he was like a game time decision. Like they still left the line on for him as Mike Tomlin was saying about TJ Watt and those guys, like he was going to give him every opportunity to play Matt Filer, Got the opportunity to go out there and try to warm up last week. And he's the other big name because he is just, he's so crucial, right? First year as a Charger and like so important to what the Chargers are doing offensively and their chemistry in the running game, how they hold up in pass protection, just being a presence because he's an effing huge dude. He just is missed and Senio Calamete. And he's really good. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he was just one like you saw, like I said before, like you saw how good he was in his absence last week because Senio Calamete, I mean, was just brutal and like really totally bad. derailed drives. Michael Schofield wasn't much better. Those guys are going to have their work cut out for him, you know, going up against DJ Reader and them boys this week. So that's going to be tough. But Matt Filer, huge, a huge piece for the Chargers. Asante Samuel Jr. at this point hasn't practiced because he's in the concussion protocol, still in the concussion protocol. We don't expect him to play this week. We believe the Chargers will play it safe from everything that's been out there. There's been no indication that he is going to play on Sunday. But like I said, the Bengals are beat up as well, David, including, you know, two of the five offensive line starters for them. So they're obviously dealing with the two. Yeah, they are. I mean, Trey, Trey, Hop, uh, Trey Hopkins is their starting center. He's been dealing with an ankle injury. Uh, apparently he's been dealing with that ankle injury pretty much all year. Uh, also, you know, their uh, starting tackle Riley reef also dealing with an ankle injury. Both of these guys, some, some of the things I've read and, you know, I've watched have indicated that, those are guys that are probably not going to practice, but should return to practice on Friday. And they do expect those guys to play. Um, no matter if they do play, obviously they are not at a hundred percent. So, uh, I mean, if they do go out there, I mean, just know that and, and try to attack those weaknesses. You got your, your guy in the middle, which I mean, if Linval Joseph, if Linval Joseph is going to play, that's where you want to try to really get an impact and try to, add, you know, that pass rush element to his game and really try to ruin that. And, you know, Riley Reef has given up five sacks on the year. I mean, so, yeah, if he plays, uh, I mean, that might be a, a good thing for the Chargers. Uh, but, yeah, those two dudes, they're injured, but they do expect them to go out there and play. When it all wraps up just into why you have to get them, you know, can't let them lean on you for four yards of carry, too. Because no. you have to – if you make it easy on that offensive line, they're going to punish you. But if you can get them in isolated spots – and you can get those guys, you know, stacked up on the right side, going up against Riley Reef, a soft spot for them at right guard, a banged up Hopkins. I mean, that's what the recipe for success is in the Chargers. You know what helps everything defensively when you get pressure? It makes your corners yes. look better, right? It makes your linebackers look better. It makes your safeties look better. They could have a chance against a banged up Bengals offensive line and a Joe Burrow who has taken some sacks this year. So big part of this weekend's game. But now it's time to get into our bold predictions, David. So when you looked at this matchup, given everything you've seen from it, who are, you know, what position, what player do you think can have a really solid weekend this morning? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to go on offense. I know this is probably going to be a boring one, but I really see an opportunity for a huge game for Austin Eckler. I think they need to get him the ball in space as much as humanly possible and let him just be the human joystick, the the Madden character, make people miss, run people over. Uh, that's what they need to do. And I think they are going to do that. And I think he's going to have a big game in to the tune of 150 all purpose yards and two touchdowns in this game. I mean, it's hard for me to doubt him and like he needs to get the touches as much as possible just because he is always a mismatch and 
in a game like this where you need consistent production offensively, he's, you know, him and Keenan Allen are your two most consistent players. I have a tough one with this bold prediction because I want to pick something on the defense. I think just by the law of averages, it would seem like some more turnovers would be coming their way this week, especially with all the forced fumbles that have rolled for first downs to Tim Patrick and all the interceptions that have fallen to the ground, you know, without ever being able to make a play on it. So I think the Chargers defense is going to get back some of that this week. I think they're going to turn the ball over three times against the Bengals, set the Chargers offense up a little bit. Will the Chargers offense respond? I don't know. But I do think the Chargers defense is going to get three turnovers and three sacks in this one. I think Joey Bosa comes away with two of those. So hopefully a big defensive game just to do enough. I mean, they still could do all those things and get 27 points put up on them, right? But I do think that they need to get back to that turnover game. And they've had some really bad luck in those situations. And now they're going up against not a safe guy with the football, right? He's not Teddy Bridgewater as far as more. He's closer to Drew Locke as far as being risky than Teddy Bridgewater. So even in the last game against Steelers, he gave them a couple of chances at interceptions, even the ones that weren't intercepted. Threw it right out of linebacker on a screen pass, right? That just got totally dry. I actually ended up in Joe Mixon's hand somehow. Yeah, But I think that's a place where the Chargers could definitely take advantage of it, and they'll need to take advantage of it. But, all right, David, time to put our money where our mouths are. Time for predictions. It's time to pick if the Chargers are going to win. I mean, is this an easy prediction just because it's such a good team they're going up against? You're our only chance maybe this week, possibly. So who are you going with? Yeah, I mean, as much as the the Homer in me would really love to pick the Chargers Chargers in this game, it's just (laughs) a really, really, really bad matchup for the Chargers. I mean, you're going up against a team who can run the ball really effectively, who can get after the passer, who has a quarterback that can make accurate throws. The Chargers have to play a perfect game in this one. And you know what sucks is this is the, the, the type of game that the Chargers win. And I'm going to pick them to lose in this one because I just I can't feel comfortable with how things look on paper. Yeah. Now, again, everyone everything changes on Sunday when they go out there and strap it up and, and see what happens. But at this moment in time, I do have the Chargers losing this game. And I, I think it, it's going to be a 31 to 24 type of game for the Bengals. Yeah, it's unfortunate, right? And I think that's probably right around where it's going to be for this one. It is a tough game where the Chargers are going to have to play pretty near flawless football in this one. And you've just seen them make so many mistakes that it's hard to have any confidence that they're going to be able to do that. So I have a a tough time picking the Chargers while also knowing it's kind of like the Green Bay Packers game from a couple years ago. They weren't ever supposed to win in some of the other upsets that they've been able to pull off. So they can do it. And that's the tough thing, too, is they have the team to absolutely go out there and put up 34 points. If everything's clicking offensively, they can do it. They have enough playmakers defensively to get lucky and force a couple of turnovers, right? To make their own luck. And it's just so hard to have confidence that this inconsistent team can pull that off. So I hope it's not a blowout because this team is good enough to blow the Chargers out. If they bring their C game, they're going to get blown out against the Bengals. They played better on the road. That's reason to you know feel a little bit hopeful for this game. I think they're going to have a chance in this one. I just don't trust them to finish it off, especially going up against a team with a really good field goal kicker and a really explosive offense that can come back and grind the clock out down the backstretch of the second half if they have to. So I'm also going to pick the Bengals in this one. I do think the Chargers are able to put up some points, but I'm going to say it ends up being 28 Bengals, 24 Chargers in this one, keeping close by those turnovers, but not being able to finish the deal against a good team in the AFC. But Here's to proving us wrong, right? I mean, here's to the yes. Chargers shoving this in our face and making us eat crow and making Please. us have to pick them to win the rest of the season because they can do it. And, oh, the Monday show, if they do it. 
oh, I just want to bathe in that feeling if the Chargers can pull this thing off when we all doubt them. And that's, for some reason, when they like to do it. If you have any confidence in them, no, they're not going to show up. So here's to no confidence in the Chargers and hoping they pull off the upset this weekend in Cincinnati. But that's going to do it for today's show. Thank you guys for joining us, as always. And we appreciate you guys making us your first list. And that does mean a lot to us. We appreciate all of your guys' support. So until next week, guys, make sure you go follow the show so you never miss a show. You can find the new Locked on Chargers YouTube channel and subscribe there. If you're watching right now, make sure to go down and hit that subscribe button. And you can also follow the show wherever you get your podcast from. All you people on Spotify shouting us out. We appreciate that. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, the new Odyssey app. You can find us on TuneIn or wherever. But if you guys want to find the show, you can also find it wherever you can find the show on social media, on Twitter, at LockedOnLAC. On our new Instagram page at Lockdown Chargers, as well as our Lockdown Chargers Facebook page, you can find me on Twitter at on Twitter at Dan Talk Sports and David Drogmeyer on Twitter at Drotalk SD. If you guys want to get your reactions into the show, we got the word from up top. We got to keep them short. We got to keep them short. Now that we're doing it like this, we've been letting you guys get away from too much for too long, and it stops now. But you guys can call into the show and give us your reaction at three two three five two four seven nine two four, and we try to get every Chargers voicemail played on the show. But Let's see if the Chargers can do it this weekend, huh? Pull off the upset. Do it for your fans. Do it for the babies. Do it for the whales. You know, do it for everybody. Do it for somebody. Hopefully, we'll be back here with you guys eating some victory brisket on Monday and bringing you a hot piping new show for you guys to talk about. A giant win, but until then, take it easy and go Bolts.